0: I'm author Mark Munsey.
1: And I'm author Erica Lance.
0: And this is Eerie Travels. We're back. Oh my gosh. I'm I'm so thrilled. We're we're here. Yeah. Ooh. This has been this has been wild and weird. And, it has
1: uh, been wild and, and this is episode
0: four. four four hours we will have completed by the end of this so
1: it's it's more than four hours you're not doing good maths
0: so i i whatever it's it's it's, it's it was supposed to be four hours by this time but we we've, we've gone long a couple times so i yeah know. we
1: cannot be <sighs>
0: contained no no there's just too much to tell these stories and then yeah, you know, the places you can travel to, you know, that's I, I love that we're doing that. You know, we give you the tale and then we give you the places to go. So it's it's like it's an eerie travels, you know, it's it's kind of fun. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's
1: true. True, true. Yeah. Okay. We're, so what we're gonna talk about cool things today, but um what what's new with you?
0: Oh my gosh, yeah. Well, the uh the audiobook for Erie Appalachia is out and about, so uh, you can find that on your uh, you know, your your book listening choices. So if you want to hear more of me talking and rambling about monsters and legends and ghosts and dark history all up and down the Appalachian Trail, that's widely available now. Uh, that so is exciting. I'm thrilled. Uh, and it was actually recorded deep in the Appalachian Mountains. So, uh, you know, hey, you have some authenticity there. So
1: did you have Bigfoot throw rock at you?
0: I did not, sadly, although I did hear a female voice say leave, but that was Carrie in the other room telling me it was time to go to dinner, so, you know.
1: I was going to say, because
0: as we know, if you hear that, you go. And that's exactly what I did. I was like, (laughs) yes, yes, let's leave, so Cracker Barrel it is, Uh, although, no, we went to Hillbilly Hibachi in Louisa, so there you go. Louisa, Kentucky, Hillbilly Hibachi, you're getting a free radio shout out. Thank you very much, so. Oh, wow. I expect I expect some extra yummy, yummy sauce when we get there. So, uh, next yeah, time. I'm sure they're going to remember this next time you go. And you got to
1: go. <laughs> I mentioned I, you on my podcast. Give me some yes. yummy, yummy yes. sauce. <laughs> yes.
0: What was funny is I took a picture of them while we were there, and uh, I'm up by their sign, uh, and then I posted and I linked. You know, I was like, "Hey, great food, all this," and then the next day, their Facebook page that became their cover page was the picture of me pointing at their sign. <laughs>
1: I'm like, wait a You're minute. You're a celebrity, Mark. You're celebrity. a celebrity. Of course, they did that. <laughs> Pretty soon, your face will be plastered on all weird all roadside the restaurants everywhere up oh, and down wait. the Appalachians. <laughs>
0: Suddenly, Muppet movie just flashed in my head, and I'm picturing Kermit the Frog and all the hoppers' frogs' legs. <laughs> I don't know why. Why the hell did you go there? I don't know. I was I well, I went KFC and then it turned into the KFC bucket, but it was the Kermit the Frog KFC bucket. So
1: oh my gosh. Okay. I'm I'm gonna I need to get off of whatever little It was a bunny trail. Right Sorry.
0: Now. Sorry.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow, it's been a week. So what have you been up to?
1: Oh, I'm I'm actually getting a new puppy. So I'm super excited. I got a puppy about um what was it, about six months ago, and I realized I jokingly say I need an emotional support puppy for my puppy, but it's actually that it's an English Shepherd puppy. And um, uh, he needs way more attention and play than I think is humanly possible for me. (laughs) So I'm gonna get him another puppy to play with. So that that little nugget is going to be showing up here shortly. So I'm sure in future episodes, we'll just have a calamity of dogs.
0: So yeah, well, yeah. Between you and the the producer in the other room, uh, our wonderful uh, Callie and Pockets, they can uh, they can they can interact with your puppy of choice. So,
1: which would be perfect. And they shouldn't interact with your puppy.
0: Oh yeah, uh, my 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 wonderful uh, scaly cat, Claudius, Claudius mm-hmm. the wonder lizard. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because I'm allergic to all the fuzzy things. That's what most people don't know is I'm allergic to all the fuzzy things. So that's why my wife had to raise lizards and jumping spiders so
1: i i don't think that's the only reason because i think she enjoys lizards and jumping spiders
0: i think it was the fact that she was forced into it and now loves it you know but that that is yeah that is her personality and she just finished illustrating uh unnatural ohio for another couple authors so that those illustrations should be coming up soon on the Erie Travels website so
1: that's very cool we, have, we yeah. can check out all that stuff
0: yeah. So right, but
1: it's, it's we have
0: we have breaking news this episode it's I was going to ask I thought
1: there was breaking news what is there the breaking is.
0: news dun, 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 dun. we need like a breaking news you know one of those classic television dun, 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 you know breaking news things Uh <laughs> Maybe, maybe in the future. I, but, what are you gonna stop and let it roll into this? Like yeah, exactly. da, 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 breaking news, you know? okay, uh, yeah. Okay, all right. Callie,
1: could you put on your ever-growing list that, that Mark needs a da da, da and added
0: <laughs> <laughs> Or just or the you know, the old ticker tape, <laughs> yeah, or something oh, like that. So it will go on. You gotta get to way. the
1: breaking news. What the heck is the breaking I, news?
0: So NASA, which I always love, you know, I love my space stuff. I love my uh universal stuff well we found out you know that one of the planets in our solar system might be inhabited well we've known earth's been inhabited for a little while whether it's intelligent life we don't know but uh this planet also may be inhabited and it's not where we've sent the last couple landers so it's not mars it's not mars the chances of anything coming from mars are a million to one thank you jeff wayne's war of the worlds but uh, (laughs) um And I'll be stuck in my, uh, my kid's head for the rest of the show. Uh, but uh, no, it's a, this, they went to Venus and they started doing a survey of the sky there. And they were, you know, doing some explorations of the chemicals and stuff. And then they started fiddling with it using climate modeling for earth and suddenly, some things started making sense about Venus. Now, we know Venus is completely inhospitable. You know, chlorine gas in the sky and all this other terrible stuff. It's super hot. Uh, it rotates so slowly that, you know, a day there is like 200 days on Earth in the sun. That means the backside is 200 days in the darkness. Um, it's crazy. Uh, completely inhospitable to life as we know it. But that's the important thing, life as we know it. But what I was we realized say- with this- climate modeling is that it may have been habitable for a lot longer than we thought because there, we know there were oceans on that planet but we don't know how long they were there and they, they pretty much dried up but guess what now we're realizing they may have been there a long time using the climate modeling they realized these oceans may have been there for billions of years and that meant <laughs> life could have happened
1: well- let me just let's 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 all take a little journey shall we here yes. to the i don't care if you don't believe in global warming i'm going to bring this up yes. there is a point in time not in the, the 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 close future here that if things continue as they are eventually our oceans will disappear and so forth and so on and you know people will do this to to believe for one second that we are the only type of life form that would be Um, on this planet and in this, you know, galaxies and universes would be so nutso, you know. Like people go, Do you believe in aliens? If you do not believe that there could be something else out in this vast array of space, I think you're an idiot. Like, sorry, that's my personal
0: opinion. No, no, and you know, whether they came here or not, yeah, that's a little tricky. They've got to have some pretty good stuff to get here, but This is also, this is our neighbor. This is our next door neighbor and made of the same stuff we're made of. So of course it's possible. And now they're realizing it could be even longer, you know, million, we're talking hundreds of millions of years that this thing could have been inhabited and, you know, with oceans and and coolness. Now, again, global warming aside, you know, we've had ice ages, we've had periods of solar extremities that, heat up the whole solar system and then it shrinks back away. So yes, at some point our sun is going to disappear. It is going to blow up. We know it happens that's what happens to every sun in the in the universe. Is that going to happen to us anytime soon? Pro- hopefully not, but we don't know cuz we really don't know how these things work 100%. So at some point we do have to get away from here. And that's also going to happen with everybody else. So it's going to have everybody's got to get away. So yeah, it's possible things have flown by us. Um, but I, uh, you know, and that's just it. The, the, the big thing with this though, I think the takeaway from this is that they think there might still be some form of life in those clouds that were once part of the oceans that life may have, now we're talking bacterial stuff like that, but there's still possible signs of it. So we are finally sending some more craft to Venus that we had just kind of written off as that inhospitable place that we were never, ever going to go. So, but now it's, hey, let's send some stuff that way. Why not? I, th- I think that's a great idea. And I I sort of
1: can't, I mean, with more and more what's being, and I know we have future episodes, we're going to talk about aliens and stuff, but more and more what's kind of being released from the government are the things that are actually out there. And with the stuff that we're able to um, use to detect things and things, you know, you've just got to go, they're, they're
0: mm, yeah. yeah I mean and yeah the the some of the stuff uh, one of the the big gas up there is the phosphine and stuff and you're thinking that might be like like you know a strange life might be in that uh, because we've seen life forms in phosphine in some of our caves and some of our ecosystems that are some extreme ecosystems on earth so I'm super excited to see because I'm a big nerd and it just I love this stuff and I will never I'm never afraid of the dark because I so love the stars so it's
1: oh just oh see thing. we could have ended on that line mark what the heck
0: oh. oh i should have saved that for i'll save that for future things so but yes uh,
1: but i mean i think that i think it's very true and i can't wait because look we've gotten and been able to do space travel we've gotten you know it's been satellites and things like that but we've launched them probes probes we've probed this universe yes, pretty far please. so to think that other life forms couldn't have gotten to that point and done that silliness anyway
0: mm-hmm.
1: okay so what are All we right. talking about today oh yeah I we, gotta, we gotta do us. our
0: tail today our tail but this is definitely for those of you who love your monsters we're finally talking a cryptid again uh i know you've been waiting uh we haven't really done a full cryptid episode but uh now this one also is going to be our eerie travels take on cryptids so um we are going to talk about a creature that I love near nearly and dearly. And um, I love dragons. Do you like dragons
1: I love dragons?
0: i I know you were a big game of Thrones fan, so oh,
1: yeah, up in, mm, up until late season.
0: Again. So yeah, yeah, all right. so yeah. but but uh, yes, did you ever play but, Dungeons and dragons?
1: Oh, my goodness. i I was' an, I was an o g nerd before it was
0: before,
1: before it was cool,
0: right? Yeah, we weren't cool. We were shoved into lockers. Like, that was a... I I love, like, I remember we were re-watching E.T. not too long ago. And it was funny because, oh, look at the nerds playing Dungeons & Dragons. Everybody was making fun of them because there's a scene where they're playing Dungeons & Dragons. But now, Stranger Things, it's almost the exact same scene. And everybody's like, oh, how cool they're playing Dungeons & Dragons.
1: I, I, yes, I agree. I remember when I saw it in Stranger Things and I'm like, we have a ride. ride.
0: I remember... (laughs) What, the X-Files, there was an episode where they were playing Dungeons and Dragons. Well, the, the lone gunmen were playing Dungeons and Dragons in an episode. And I was like, yes, they finally mentioned us. On a
1: hey, I was playing Dungeons and Dragons back when if you mentioned you were playing Dungeons and Dragons, people thought you were in a satanic cult.
0: Yep, yep, the satanic panic. That's I was a future in... episode, the satanic cult of Dungeons and Dragons. I was in West Virginia at the time. My club, my Dungeons and Dragons club got shut down. And then I was able to turn it around and made it a comic book club where we played Marvel superheroes, which was Dungeons and Dragons, but Marvel. Uh, yeah, but, uh, um, yeah, we, we, you know, it's just it's the way it is. But anyway, dragons, right? They've been yes, around, dragons! right? They've been around for as long as man has talked. I mean, there there are several things on this earth that every single group of people on the planet have a collective memory of and one of those is a great flood another one of those are vampires another one of those are shape changers and the last one is the dragons and so even the Montuzi Bushmen that had never seen outside life had words for all of those things now modern skeptics and scientists will say oh that's because it was just to make Re, they they were talking about dinosaur bones and they were justifying them uh, you know obviously this was a, gr- a great lizard yes, well,
1: they were just able- about the place
0: like exactly because just- that's because that's what dinosaur bones were everywhere and we just were stepping all over them but no it's you know why were some of these people had these legends why did they have these stories because they had encounters with them and i like to think um we as a species sometimes forget these things you know that Yeah, and then they come back to us as myth. They come back to us as folklore. Uh, And I think, yes, sometimes people made up stories about dragon bones. There's a famous place in Florida called Devil's Mill Hopper, which is a sinkhole on top of another sinkhole. And down at the bottom was a bunch of, it was like a tar pit. So a lot of dinosaurs got stuck down there. So when the settlers get there, they see these weird bones and this hole in the ground, which is not common in Florida. They suddenly said, oh, it's the portal to hell. Look at those demon bones. They didn't say dragons. They said demons. And, you know, so again, you look at a dinosaur bone. How do you know it's a serpent? How do you know it's a snake? How do you know it's a dragon? You know, I think most cultures, there's some universal things about
1: dragons and things that were true about dragons that do not fit the dinosaur narrative at all. Like, you know, even though we're learning about new and different dinosaurs, and that's really neat. And by the way, people should look up raptors if they just follow the Jurassic park movie, because that's not what they look like, but um, at all. Um, But, you know, you look at what, what uh, cultures, and I know we're going to talk about this represent is a dragon. And it's not like a giant, just a giant snake. There's a very specific thing, whether it's a flight dragon with wings or not, that represents a dragon. And it's absolutely not anything that looks like a dinosaur.
0: No. And how many tales do we have of people killing dragons and fighting dragons and slaying dragons and you know we got St George of course probably the most famous in you know of European style uh, lore uh you know and he goes into a cave and kills a dragon which in what is now modern day Romania and I've been in that cave. They call it St George's cave. And if there was ever going to be a dragon it would have been in there. I mean, that looks like you're literally walking onto the set of the old '80s dra- Dragon Slayer the movie. Uh, um, um, and it's, uh, I was like, "Oh man, is uh, is is going to come out of here?" This is crazy. <laughs> uh, um, it's um, it's an amazing place, and so you start looking at it and you start reading the original accounts, and you realize this is not folklore. This is not parable. This is this happened, y'all. We were being terrorized by this thing, and the thing he killed, it's not like what we think of as a modern movie dragon, you know. It's not a Drogo or you know, something like that, or or, or smog or smog. Uh, it's ah. a yeah, it's a it's like a Komodo dragon style thing, and then we have the Komodo dragons now. These were mythical creatures up until we finally went to the area where they were and discovered them. Uh, You know, they, you know, and, and this stuff is all over the world. Uh, we've got there. Are, I mean, of course, the most famous being, you know, the Chinese dragons and, you know, and supposedly the Great Wall of China was to, in, in, you know, keep out a dragon or the Mongols, who knows. But it was, you know, there are all these wonderful stories. There's the tower that was built in Babylon that was supposedly had a serpent crawling around it. Uh, And then, of course, in Egypt, you had the Tower of Set where they worshiped the snake-headed god, Um, all this amazing stuff. Okay, so where's Mark going with all this, right? Well, I was pretty good with where we were going, but I'm sure Uh, there's an actual destination. All right, I'm sure we're getting there. We're getting there. Um, In the US, all right, our native peoples had three major components to their world, right? They had the Lords of the Sky, which were the Thunderbirds, right? And that's you know, the what we would consider pterodactyls, you know, fly, you know or something like that, but well, completely the, different. So we'll do another episode on the Thunderbirds because there oh.
1: has been actually some proof of a giant eagle type, yeah. Thing. So oh that, yeah,
0: yeah. Terror guys. in the Skies, future episode. Galley put that on the list. Uh, but uh, the next, then you have the the water. Is ruled by the underwater panther, which is a great serpent with horned head uh, and a tail that spiked and makes whirlpools, and will you know will drown you. And then the lord of the underworld of the natives is the great serpent, which is this very long snake with one eye, and it rules. All the underworld it lives in the caves it lives in the earth don't go in the earth and also don't go in the water you know the the underwater panther will get you mishapishu, uh and he will he will eat you unless you give him offerings so if you throw in copper he likes copper so if you throw in copper it's okay uh and uh you know other sacrifices that we will not mention on the podcast but uh, might involve our four-legged friends uh. More two legged, Uh, but anyway, uh, you know, of of somebody you didn't like, Uh, yeah, because that guy's a jerk. He's stealing our cable. Let's throw him in, and we'll be have a safe passage across Lake Erie. Boy,
1: we'd have (laughs) a different society if we could just sacrifice those people that steal our cable.
0: (laughs) He got my Wi-Fi password. He got my Netflix password. He's going in. It's that way we can safely cross uh, Lake Erie. Uh, But uh, anyway, this is crazy, right? We've got all these beliefs of this stuff, so. One of the places in North America that is probably considered one of the most profound you know, um, archaeological sites, and that is Serpent Mound. And that is in Ohio. And it is this up on top of this ridge, there is a great serpent carved into the ridge. Now, of course, when European settlers come into the area, they see it, they immediately think, oh, it's a snake. And it's got this bulb head, and it's like, oh, it's eating an apple. So they worshipped, yo. Know, they must have worshipped the snake eating the apple, or you know, they they know of the Bible. Well, that's our interpretation because what happens is, is if you actually look at it, it is the great serpent with its big eye. That's instead of a mouth eating an apple, it is the eye, and just pieces of it had washed away because it's, it is old, uh, and. um. And so, of course, we don't know all about it. It's the cultures that created this thing. There's is either the Adena culture or the Fort ancient culture. And those are named not because one's older than the other. It's just that's the name of the towns where their original mounds were found. Um, but again, it's kind of was it two different people or was it people moving through different eras of society? Um, uh and also the Hopewell there too, but uh, the, the the mound builders. And the thing is, we, it's like us going from an agrarian society to an industrial society. We evolved. We've become different people. So I think that is more historically what happened. But archaeologists still aren't sure if they were just different people who moved in, wiped out the previous tribe, and you know, and, and and resettled everything. But the reason we don't know much about this mound is it's not a burial mound. There's no artifacts anywhere in this mound. It is just earthworks built to be seen from above. And it lines up perfectly with the summer solstice. The head is right at the summer solstice. The tail is right at the winter solstice. It's amazing how this thing is built. And it is huge, crazy, and it is marking the great serpent. Now, the reason we bring it up is there were supposedly sightings of this great serpent in the area. This is the cryptid part where it kind of blends with the natural part. We've got history, but we've also got serpent sightings. Now, what goes underneath all these mountains? The mammoth cave system. It is the largest cave system in the world, and it is getting bigger every day. Not that it's getting bigger. It's just we haven't found the ends of it. We send people in there every weekend exploring this place and mapping new caves and new positions, and they'll go through pieces that are you know this tiny i don't know how people get through there you know but they do and then they come into rooms that are as big as a cathedral and you know and we don't know we're still exploring this stuff and down there we're finding new life forms constant this it's almost as much as the ocean i think this is the area that scares me the things down in the deep right drums in the deep uh what are we going to find down there and we found a giant squid remember that you know when we were kids
1: mark as denoted by the color of our hair when you guys see us in photographs um when when we were kids you know there wasn't there was tales of a giant squid there was you know um sailor stories of a giant squid and stuff like that and now with all the underwater cameras and being able to go deeper they found the giant, the giant squid. squid it could technically, if it put itself to work, take down a ship. They're yeah. that big, you know.
0: Yep, and we're finding you know life down there that has never seen the sun, and you know, and that stuff is, you know, how is it living down there? But it is. And, you know, we've got blind skinks. We've got all these new animals that we're discovering. But if you match up the mammoth cave system. With like Bigfoot sightings, with like other cryptid sightings, uh, particularly lake monsters. It suddenly looks like, wait a minute, this is the mammoth cave system. These things could come in and out of the caves. And these could be life forms in the caves. Now, dragons live in dungeons. Dragons live in caves, according to our mythology. So did we chase them into the caves? The natives had tons of stories of fighting great serpents and great lizards and chasing them into the earth and this is just this is the tip of the iceberg and um we're going to talk about another mound that's not too far from serpent mound but i think we need to talk about something a little scarier first and that is some crash commercialism i think we need to break we
1: can do crash commercialism but I do have some thoughts I would like to contribute to the dragon realm when we get oh, back. So, yes. um, uh, travelers, we'll be right back after this commercialism.
0: Erie Appalachia. Gear up for a frightful jaunt into the darkest reaches of the ancient Appalachians. Folks deep within the Appalachian hollers lean close to the campfire to share stories of the inexplicable with hushed awe. Monsters rumbling in the hills, strange lights darting through the pitch-black night sky, horrible occurrences almost ineffable in their bizarre tragedy. Tall tales, you might say. Tell that to the Flatwoods monster in Braxton County, West Virginia, or the Goatman of Louisville. Look into his humanoid eyes and let him know you don't believe. What are those apparitions in Mammoth Caves, Corpse Rock, or the Satan Spawn known as the Jersey Devil, how do you respond when confronted by these mysteries? From the metaphysical energy that swirls near Serpent Mound in Ohio to Point Pleasant's Mothman legacy, Mark Muncy and Kerry Schultz explore the dark history lurking in the shadows of Appalachia. Read by Mark Muncy, author and experts on strange folklore with appearances on shows such as Ancient Aliens, The Curse of Robert the Doll, and many, many more. Greetings, mortals and others. I'm Dick Terhune, the voice from Hell. I work with haunted attractions all over the U.S., Canada, and Europe to increase audiences and enhance their experience with highly effective commercials, narrations, animatronic character voices, whatever your dark heart desires. Let me help you do more, scare more, profit more. Find out more at Voice From Hell on Facebook and at voicefromhell.com. and we're back we're oh my back. goodness
1: i hope people feel fully commercial
0: i do too I, I hope support our sponsors please they, they they work hard even though a couple of them are us but uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we appreciate it so if you would like to sponsor us please you know drop us an email and we'll be happy to talk to you so i'll have yeah. our people talk to your people and we'll make things happen so we but-
1: legitimately have people
0: yes and they're we on do. this
1: podcast helping
0: us so. crazy <laughs> well what, it's what you know this is weird i'm not used to this stuff um you know it's like being a guest speaker at the mod Man festival i'm not used to being like guest at anything i'm i'm always like down here in florida i'm just the old haunted house guy so uh but that
1: is not accurate at all mark so <laughs> enough about
0: your soon to be overly inflated ego all right and hey let's if there's anything more important than my ego, I want it caught and shot now. I don't want it out there. Well, it's so, uh, dragons
1: if you can catch one, you yes, yes.
0: So, let's talk about this one place, uh, that is near Serpent Mound. It is another mound, okay. Uh, so, you're still in Ohio, you're not going too far, and this one is called Alligator Mound. Okay, why is it called Alligator Mound? Well, the settlers when they got there said that the original indigenous people. Told him it was called Alligator Mound. Well, there's a couple of things about Ohio that you should know. They don't have a heck of a lot of alligators, especially not back then. So um, now, when we did research for Freaky Florida many moons ago, uh, we discovered a place there called the Miami Mystery Circle, which was an indigenous site that predates just about anything in America and we've and it aligns celestially there's all these weird holes they thought it was tent posts uh but they found basalt axe heads that do come from the ohio region of the mound builders so maybe there was a trading network we thought these were just hunter gatherers no this was a vast trading network so it's possible they'd heard about alligators or got some alligator stuff but it's still weird. Now, if you look at the mound, alligator mound, it's not huge like serpent mound, but it is still a pretty impressive sight. Um, it has four legs and it's got a big curly swishy tail. And then it has a head that's kind of stumpy with possibly horns. Now it's an effigy mound, so it's just dirt, but it looks like this. And again, nothing buried in it. So it's hard to date. Is it the Hopewell culture, the Adena culture, Fort Ancient culture—we don't know. It was built by the mound builders of Ohio. It's—it's it's an old site. Uh, they did bulldoze part of it at one point to build roads nearby. It's terrible. Uh, so one of the front legs is missing, bits of it. Uh, but when you look at it really, and you kind of look at it from above, knowing what we know now of the native cultures, it fits. Mishapishu, the underwater panther, not an alligator. Now think about you're an early settler and you come into this area as a European, and the native there they, you go, what is that? And the native goes, Oh, it is the great beast that lives in the waters and its swirly tail creates whirlpools and kills you. And it has, you know, and we call it the underwater panther or or Mishapishu. And and they're like, oh, underwater panther. Well, so you've got a beast that lives in water, it's armored and it's got a big spiky tail. Oh, that's an alligator. And then they go, No, Mishapishu. And he goes, No, that's just that you don't have the word for it. Our word is alligator. And they go, Okay, alligator. So, so that's why the settlers say, Oh, it was it was alligator mount. No, it probably wasn't. It was probably underwater panther or Mishapishu. And um So I think the reason the mound got named Alligator Mound is racism. Uh, but um, Inability to actually learn another language. Yes, exactly. Uh, Cultural appropriation. Yay, we love this stuff. But now, what is this beast? Okay, it's the underwater panther. It lives in Lake Erie. It does all this stuff. So it's a crazy story, right? And then you know again, serpent mound, it should be the great serpent mound, not an yeah you know, not not the serpent from the Bible, the ser- great serpent. This is part of their of native life. This is not you know, you can't say native myth or native folklore. You say native beliefs because that's that's just the way it is. It's not you know, mythology, it's not religion. It's this is just the way. Uh and um so the great serpent, you know, the great serpent, Mishu Pishu, running the waters. So now, alligator mound is this. Now, we go a little bit ahead, eighteen hundreds, and I just want to the, say I
1: looked at a picture of it. No way in hell that was ever intended to be an
0: alligator. Mound. alligator. It looks you may like continue. Right, the head is crazy. You know, um, and so the head looks different. All this stuff. So suddenly, 1880s we get an article from the town of Crosswick, which is not very far from there. Town of Crosswick had an encounter with something they did not understand. It's our favorite thing. Two boys are out by the water, they're fishing, and something crawls up out of a hole in the ground. A great beast. They called it a snake, or, or a lizard without legs, or a dragon. And it, they, the term dinosaur did exist at this time, but they didn't use that in this article or in any description of the beast. This thing has four leg a snake with legs is what it's mostly called. So four-legged creature with a swirly tail. Hey, does this sound familiar? And it's scaled and it grabs the, one of the boys in its arms and runs away with him. So the other boy chases it and it climbs a tree carrying the boy. And it's up in the tree and it's hissing at the, the other boy. So the boy goes to get help, the, the, the loose one. I'm sure he was brave and trying to save his friend. No, he ran and went to get help because this is a monster <laughs> and it's got his friend. The whole town shows up. Dozens of people witness this creature and they try to get it out of the tree. They start hitting the tree with everything they can. It jumps down and runs. And the way they describe it running is like an alligator it is like a creature you know a serpent but with legs running and it runs to a giant cave entrance it lets the boy loose as it runs into the caves and then they sealed off that cave entrance and have never seen it again since it is known as the crosswick serpent and
1: crosswick serpent
0: yes the crosswick serpent now that disappears from everything for about 100 years nobody talks about it it's not like roswell or flat or um, flatwoods monster or mothman it just kind of disappears from history until we start piecing together alligator mound being mississippi uh and then some professors at the university of ohio start doing some more research and they start looking into crosswick serpent going wait a minute this is oddly similar so this creature of native american beliefs was probably real and this was something they had to deal with and they had to fight this is a creature in the water this is a creature of the caves this is a creature of the underworld it's the alligator it's the it's the, it's the alligator mound it's the underwater panther it is it's real this thing happened and in our lifetimes basically you know not millions of years ago thousands of years ago hundred years ago Uh, a little over 150 but still crazy right no it's
1: nuts I was just looking at a picture of it too as you're telling this and it's interesting because the description that was put together by the town folk at that time it looks an awful like like a Komodo dragon but bigger yeah tremendously like a Komodo dragon
0: exactly and that's what uh Carrie when she illustrated it for Erie Appalachia she went she went full on we had wonderful claudius pose for it and uh you yeah, know and but we gave it the swirly tail that is Mishapishu's trademark of when it runs to the water it makes whirlpools and sucks boats to their death so you
1: know it's it's really interesting because i think that you 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 take these things and you know we're talking about um uh the uh you know people who were in our country before we invaded. And um, you know, the belief system, and you look at like uh the in um China and the dragons that they had in China, and it's true, even there were European dragons, and they're there are dragons everywhere of some kind or another. And you just have to wonder. So, you know, it's interesting is that there, you know, you look into a lot of um what is called folklore, right? And right. You know, I recently went to Iceland this, um, you know, in 2022, we're just in the beginning of 2023, so I almost said this year, and I went to Iceland and they have the hidden people, which are elves and gnomes and pixies and fairies, and they have amazing stories because they have all this land that has not been explored, not been corrupted, you know, and so there was, you know, there's a bunch of religions that go back to a time of magic, right? And there's thought processes around whether or not there have been, you know, we talk about the ice age, we talk about different sort of chronological times for the the planet, and you know, there's science and stuff. But you go back to, um, is there truly magic in the world? You look at a lot of things. I know we're going to cover when it comes do voodoo's and wiccans and druids and things like that. And that wasn't about just appeasing the gods. It was about the magic that was all around you, right? And so you take some of these creatures, which are more fantastical and magical in, if you believe in them and you go, well, were they there? You know, we were also, first of all, humans were much smaller in size. Like we have grown leaps and bounds in the last couple of centuries size wise but if you look at anything dating back you know 300 400 years 500 years stuff like that people were really tiny like less than four feet so perspective on things from you know I'm six feet tall perspective you're I think you're six feet tall too Mark yeah it's um, Kelly in the
0: other room is not six feet tall
1: that's that's don't, don't call out people's height. What are you doing? Um, I'm just saying what we would see as a creature coming towards us is going to be very different than a three foot to four foot tall person would see as a creature, right. Coming towards them. And it would be a more terrifying encounter, but I just go, you know, I had this bookmark when I was a child and I've saved it and it had a unicorn on it. And it said some things have to be believed to be seen
0: right right
1: and we're so ready to dismiss things but a lot of what we talk about on this uh, podcast are things we don't understand and you go how do all these cultures that had no interaction with each other all come up with this serpentine beast and you know how do we go you know it doesn't go away as much as there's a lot of you know um no oh, this couldn't be real this couldn't be real you say that and then there's a giant squid like
0: 100 yep. yeah the, you know and and that's and that's these you know you know suddenly you know people, oh it's dinosaur bones they were just making stories to understand dinosaur bones no this is stuff they saw this is stuff you know that did not make sense to them and so they wrote it down they or they orally traditioned it you know as long as they could and somebody finally wrote it down and I think the the great serpents, the great dragons, I think they were here. I think they were, I think they could still be down there. Like I said, Mammoth Cave, you can go visit Mammoth Cave in Kentucky and you can go to Cave City, Kentucky, and you can go into this giant, amazing place. Um, and, you know, That's the travel for this. Uh, you can also go to Serpent Mound, you can go to Alligator Mound, but the cave systems there, like I said, they're still finding new caves. We'll do a whole episode on Mammoth Cave at some point because it's got ghost stories, it's got some dark history, it's gonna be a lot of fun. But the the fact that this thing just goes on and on. Most of Northeast America is mammoth caves are under it, and we don't know what's down there. And you know, they are finding strange creatures, incredibly large serpents that are, you know, not python size, but pretty darn close that have lived down there it's um you know and the they're finding catfish that are living in these caves that are 10 feet long 20 you know 20 feet in diameter cave and there's a 10 foot long catfish in it what's it eating how is it staying alive how did it get that big um it's incredible to think this other world's down there and we're just barely touching the iceberg
1: and eventually somebody will piss them off enough and then we're going to see them. And, you know, I think a lot of people who have these experiences and stuff, too, you know, it's one thing to have the experience and get away, but there are people that don't get away. Yeah. You know, there are people that just disappear.
0: That's, uh, you know, some of the native lore, the reason Mishapishu, the reason they give the copper offerings is there was one island out there that they considered uh, the Ojibwa clan considered it. This is the Holy Land. This is where Mishapishu lives. This is his island. And it's covered with copper. And so they would make offerings by sacrificing before going out there. And then they would take copper because it was an important resource for them. um, But only after they'd made offerings. And if they didn't make offerings, their boats wouldn't come back. And that was what happened a lot. You know, they would say, oh, they didn't make the right offering. They didn't, you know, they didn't do this. They didn't do that and one of the early explorers of the area wrote that he was terrified because they put some pets in a bag and threw it off the water, into the water, sealed it. And they were, and he was floored. He's like, what are you doing? They're like, well, we're appeasing the underwater Panther. We're appeasing Mishapishu, uh, because we're taking you out to a dangerous area and, and you don't want any part of that. And so he was, he wrote it down and, you know, journaled it. Uh, and, um, you know and that's but he's and he's like well this is crazy and sure enough he said well the reason they're doing that is because they didn't do it on the last one and they lost a guy so it's, and
1: it's you know it goes to do you believe now whether or not there's actually a water god that they have to appease or whether or not it's just a simple sort of belief that doing that combined enough sort of I don't know if you want to call it mental strength or whatever that helps with that sort of thing. But it's kind of like, how do people do thoroughly amazing things that there's no way scientifically like the grandma who lifts the car off the kid? You know, like you hear stories like that and there there has to be some belief system to it that outweighs. Well, scientifically, that's not the case.
0: You know, there are there there are some cave drawings mishapishu that you can also visit uh up in lake erie uh they're in michigan um you actually have to go out on a boat to get to the island where they are and they're still up there and you see like several men looks like a viking ship almost uh men with spears trying to fight this giant creature with horns and it's and got the curly tail uh it's pretty crazy to think that that's completely hundreds of miles from Serpent Mound, hundreds of miles from alligator mound. it's and it but it's the same beast, it's the same creature. And yes, the people migrated up there migrated back and forth. but again, this is generations telling this same story um of this same creature. And then Crosswick is right along that trail, which is just, wait a minute, okay, so what did they see? Uh, and then again, Cave entrances right there. Now, Crosswick is not Mothman Festival, but they do a Crosswick Festival, a Crosswick Serpent Festival now, but only recently. That started in 2006. So they just started it. Um, and then they shut down for COVID and they are rebringing it back next year. So um, you can definitely hit that when that uh, comes around. Uh, I highly recommend Serpent Mound. It is such a beautiful drive out there. Uh, it is kind of off the beaten path so it's not on any interstate you have to kind of drive through some rural ohio farmland to get there alligator mound is actually in a housing development so you actually can't just it's not a part it's a park in the housing development uh what's sad is when you go there it's people walking their dogs on it it's just like wait a minute that's you know you, you know come on guys um you can walk them around but it that'd be fine <laughs> yeah. but
1: it's uh, it's 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 true and you know other cultures too if you guys have stories about
0: dragons in other cultures share them with us we'd love to hear about them yes yes and um you know and again we thought talk, we talked thunderbirds you know there are things in the sky people have seen for generations and we have plenty of stories of those we'll be going over at some point there are plenty of stories of other creatures in ohio so we'll be visiting ohio quite a bit uh we'll be traveling all over the united states so if you've got a story you want us to talk about a place we should travel to let us know we will do the research we will talk about it but if you want a story to tell us we love our holler stories we had one last episode if you had missed it go back and listen that was an amazing story uh and please we're wrapping up oh my gosh guys it's i can't believe the time it flew by this is literally like a dragon so
1: uh, dragon and you know i'll tell you if if the legend says to give an offering i mean please don't sacrifice your friends or your pets because that's bad but if it wants copper bring it some copper
0: like some copper bring it you know there's other things you know just because it wanted those things back then that's because it didn't have things like you know you could throw out a playstation i'm sure it would buy it like that yeah, no, like no!
1: Please do not. I do not want to get reports in our email about people dropping off like game stations and um things like yeah. that. That's and true. Then, yeah, because that that would be that's not Maybe good. Just but show
0: it some show it some films. You know, just like hold up your phone and let it watch. You know, some Netflix or something. It would be fine with that. So, you I know. think so, it would
1: appreciate uh, Game of Thrones up until season
0: up until season eight. Um... Yeah, or, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah such that's Uh but anyway yeah uh but thank you all so much for listening as always uh thank you again callie our amazing producer uh thank you Destiny for the amazing theme song that you all are going to be listening to again soon uh and uh destinybeard.com destinybeardmusic.com please you know
1: It's going to be in the show notes
0: don't all worry all the fun things in the notes all the things in the notes uh and uh oh my gosh
1: don't forget to like and subscribe and leave us a review we'd love to hear what you think and for all you travelers out there we wish you safe travels and we we can't wait to hear about your next adventure
0: yes and as we as we close out see you on the other side (laughs) see you on the other
1: side